Hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast today. We are talking about how to prepare for World War III. Uh, before you think I'm an alarmist, I'm not. I literally believe that we are now in the season of the things that we've been speaking about. These things are not coming. They're already here. And so whilst you're joining us for the first time, why don't you do our typical routine? Tell us where you're coming in from. And then uh, I'd love to shout out to you. So we got Kent Hamilton from Houston, which is now my place as well. Shonda from Greater Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, Sylvia, as always, is understanding the assignment by liking, loving, and sharing. Thank you so much to Dawn uh, from Washington, Kelsey from Nigeria, Oregon, Alyssa, Virginia uh, from, uh, oh gosh, it's going so fast, Michigan, Ireland, uh, Williamsburg, Perland, Regina, Virginia, uh, Vir sorry if I got your name wrong, just scroll right past me. Thank you again to those of you who know the assignment already, Tony, thank you for sharing Thank you so much, uh, Sacramento. Thank you, Jamie from Houston again. Wonderful. Raindrops from heaven from Katy, Texas. Jamaica's in the house. Air to the kingdom. Thank you for ask, encouraging people to sow seeds. I appreciate you. New Jersey's in the building. While wow, so many of you are here live with us for this broadcast, how, to, how do we prepare ourselves for the coming world war. The second part of the assignment, some of you have already caught onto it already, is to do exactly what Tammy Morris is doing and press the share button. Your share is crucial to expanding our channel, uh, to getting past this, this wonderful algorithm, and uh, which is a piece of AI that basically reads the script of your whole thing and decides whether or not to promote it or not. Uh, and your share does that. It evangelizes to those people. And also, it brings a whole heap of people who may have never heard of Tommy Rimey Ministries or RIG before, and they would like to be a part of the ministry, and you are helping do that. We have the privilege of knowing that our entire ministry has grown organically. We've never really paid for a, uh, uh, we've never paid for a boost your followers. We've never solicited for the purchase of followers. Every one of you have come because somebody shared you with somebody else who found out about you. And I, I bet if I was to ask you, how did you find out about us? The majority of you would say, you showed up on my newsfeed. Uh, somebody shared your link with me. Found out about you from an event. You'll be shocked that most of it came through people like you who faithfully decide that you're just going to hit the share button and share this in Facebook, WhatsApp groups, church leadership groups, everywhere and anywhere. Uh, because this channel is for the body of Christ. It's not just for us, it's for the body. And anytime you've had a really great meal, the sign that you've had a really great meal is that you go home and tell everybody about it. Um, the, sometimes the sign can be that you keep that meal to yourself because you don't want anybody else to find your special place. Uh, but the gospel is for everyone. And so we're not supposed to keep that meal to ourselves. That's the meal. That's the dinner. That's the banquet that every single person gets to be invited to. And thank you to all of you who are encouraging people to donate. That's so encouraging as well that you are doing that. Now, 
uh, let's go. Let's let I want to prepare for World War Three. Now, why am I saying this? Because uh, I don't know if I asked our, my producer to prime the video. I don't know if you have the video ready that we posted on Instagram this morning. But if you can, uh, or, or the one that you prepared for TikTok is probably going to be better. If we can start with that video, I just want to uh, uh, start there. God bless you, Shane Abbott. God bless you. If we can just start there with that video. I'm sorry, I forgot to ask you to prep that one. But just give me a thumbs up. I can see you when you have that video ready. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about why I'm saying this. Okay, so you got the video ready. Well, uh, um, maybe last year or the year before, the Lord began to speak to me about World War III and, and that we're stepping into the epoch of time known as World War III. And it's going to become a real thing. As, as sure as I know the back of my hand, uh, we are stepping into World War III. Um, I got criticized for talking about World War III, so I went silent on it a little bit. Like, why are you talking about World War III? Uh, you're scaring people. You're you're putting fear on the inside of people's hearts. Let me just say, without a shadow of a doubt, we will be the wartime generation. Let me just say that as somebody who hears God and somebody who you trust to not come on here and excite you or, or just give you a, a tickle me feel good, but somebody who will tell you the word of the Lord and actually take responsibility. Uh, which very few of my of, of the prophetic colleagues do, to actually tell you what I believe prophetically you can do. I believe there is strategy. God releases strategy. Um, but we are heading, or we are already in, the season of World War III. And if you watch my prophetic word for the year, you would have heard me say, you don't need to hear the public announcement for you to know we're, we're there. Folks, we're in it. Um, I want to play this video first. It's a little bit of a long one, but you'll see a little bit of why I believe we've crossed into World War III. Let's cue that first video. If, In case you haven't seen it, here it is. If you've seen it, you'll see it again. For India, I really hear the Spirit of God say something is starting in Pakistan that's going to try and spill over into India. And people are going to say Pakistan is no longer a safe place to travel to. And India is no longer a safe place to travel to. I see a war brewing. I see what's happening within uh, Israel. I see Iraq getting involved. I see uh, India. Uh, it's spilling into India. I see it even crossing over into Pakistan. And I just hear the Spirit of God say, it is a shaking for an awakening. And the Lord says, I am stirring up the uh, Pakistani and Indian nations where your doors have been shut previously because of your Hindu worship. The Lord says, I am coming in as the breaker. And the Spirit of God says, I am telling you that you will not be able to hold me back in this next hour, says the Lord. And the Lord says, I am coming to hold to account 
the martyrs of those believers who have been slain in Pakistan, who have been slain in India. And the Lord says, I'm not coming with a cry of vengeance. No, I am coming with the blood of Jesus that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. And the Lord says, I'm declaring over this nation, lift up your head, O you city gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, that the King of glory would come in, the Lord, strong and mighty. He is the King of glory. And so the Lord says, watch as I begin to send the Middle East shaking. And what you thought was just another Israel-Palestine-Hamas conflict, the Lord says it's going to spill into India. It's going to spill into Pakistan. The Lord says it's going to spill into surrounding nations. And the Lord says it's going to force Saudi Arabia into battle formation. It's going to force uh, Great Britain into battle formation. It's going to force the United States into battle formation. And the Lord says, Yemen will no longer be a wasteland place and a place of refuse. For the Lord says, I am now attentive to the cry of Yemen. And the Spirit of God says, I am releasing, says the Spirit of God, Yemen as a battleground place. And the Spirit of God says, where they said, we'll meet at Megiddo. The Lord says, Yemen shall be the Megiddo of the Middle East, and I will call it a valley of decision. And you will see nations begin to gather and the conversation begin to shift to the battlegrounds of Yemen. The violence is expanding far beyond the war in Gaza. Pakistan has launched strikes inside Iran after Iran attacked targets in Pakistan. In the meantime, the U.S. says it hit more missile sites of Iran-backed rebels inside Yemen. An escalation between brotherly nations alarms the world, with Iran and Pakistan launching attacks on each other's territory. Could we be witnessing another conflict brewing with global implications? The U.S. continues to try to strike Houthi targets inside Yemen. Well, I think it just underscores how volatile the Middle East and Central Asia are right Israel's now. Israel's assault on Gaza has raised alarm arms around the world, leading many to worry if and how the war could spread. Yemen's Houthis say their destabilizing attacks on vessels in the Red Sea are because of Israel's actions. And some in Iran now say it was compelled to launch an attack on a border area of Pakistan because Israel activated an anti-Iran terror group yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, it is extremely troubling and extremely rare. Uh, I don't know that we've seen this in our <laughs> lifetimes. So we are now spearheading into wartime. I mean, the, 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 the word of the Lord was so clear. Pakistan going in, Iran going in. And now you see all the news. Yemen, Yemen, Yemen. And those of you who were there for the prayer night, you would hear me say, the news is going to start to report these things. The news is going to start to report these things. And it will be a sign to you that World War III has begun. So I, I just wanted to point that out to you for prophetic evidence. Now, why is God giving these prophetic evidences? The Bible says in Daniel seven verse, Daniel 4, verse 17, this decision is announced by the messengers. The holy ones declare the verdict in order that the living may know that the Most High is sovereign over all the kingdoms of the earth. The, the Lord. Why is God giving us prophecy? Why is God giving us a heads up? He's giving us a heads up so that the living may know that the Most High is sovereign over all the kingdoms of the earth and gives them to anyone he wishes 
and sets over them the lowliest of people. God is giving us a heads up so that we will know. Wow. When that prophet said Pakistan and it happened in Pakistan, when that prophet said Yemen, and now they're reporting war in Yemen, when that prophet said, I'm giving you a heads up so that the living may know first and foremost, I'm, I'm God, I'm sovereign, and I'm watching over the affairs of men. Isn't that good news? Come on. Somebody say, praise the Lord. If you believe that. Now, here is the second thing. Who's going to declare the war? Let me tell you something. The prophets are going to declare the war. Are there any prophets in the house? Any prophetic people in the house? Give us a wave. If you're a prophetic person, you're watching today. The prophets, the prophetic people. War does not get declared by presidents. War gets declared by prophets and prophetic people. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 8, uh, verse 9, it says, Be shattered, O you people. Am I in the right place? I think I'm in the wrong place. Nope, I'm not in the wrong place. Be shattered, O you people, and be broken in pieces. Give ear all you from far countries. Gird yourselves. Be broken in pieces. Gird yourselves, but be broken in pieces. Take counsel together, but it will come to nothing. Speak the word, but it will not stand. For God is with us. For the Lord spoke thus to me, a strong hand, and instructed me, saying, do not walk in the conspiracy of these people. But I want to read this specific verse to you. It says in Joel chapter 3, verse 10, proclaim this among the nations, prepare for war. Who did God tell? He said, prophets, you proclaim this among the nations. This is not fear-mongering. This is God speaking through the prophet Joel. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Rouse up the warriors. Let the fighting men draw near and attack. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. He says, listen what he says. Proclaim prophets it's time for us to proclaim among the nations, prepare for war. Now, what does that mean? It means you no longer posture yourself in wartime like you would do in peacetime. The scripture says there's a time for war and there's a time for peace. That means we're no longer postured the same way we were postured in peacetime, in wartime. God sends prophets to give us a heads up. War is coming so that you and I can be prepared for it. Now, in case you don't know that war is coming, here's another video. And I want to talk about this. Um, uh, this is a NATO video. Now, NATO that was set up primarily for many reasons, but primarily to thwart any attempts of European uh, uh, influence trying to form a new Soviet Union or trying to form a uh, new Germanic empire. It was literally formed after 1945 World War II to prevent this by the North Atlantic uh, uh, whatever alliance or organization of countries or whatever. And these countries came together as a deterrent 
to this. Now, I don't know about you, but I think those uh, those multi-conglomerate, multinational organizations are proving to fail. Why? Because there can be no peace without the Prince of Peace. It's not possible. I don't care what nation, United Nations, NATO, European Union, whatever is formed in the earth to bring peace among the ethnos or the ethnicities. Scripture is clear. There can be no peace without the Prince of Peace. Take a look at this uh, uh, and, and tell me if this doesn't alarm you. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the Military Committee Chiefs of Defense session has just drawn to a close. We will start off this press conference with an opening We today announce the kickoff of Exercise Steadfast Defender 2024, which commences next week and runs through May. Steadfast Defender 24 will be the largest NATO exercise in decades, with participation from approximately 90,000 forces from all 31 allies plus our good partner, Sweden. The Alliance will demonstrate its ability to reinforce the Euro-Atlantic area via transatlantic movement of forces from North America. This reinforcement will occur during a simulated emerging conflict scenario against a near-peer adversary. Steadfast Defender 24 will be a clear demonstration of our unity, our strength, and our determination to protect each other, to protect, of course, our values and the rules-based international order industrial base that is able to produce weapons and ammunition fast well, enough. Terry, I mean, the big difference uh, with a year ago, I would say, uh, Terry, is that there's a lot of things that have happened. If that's not alarming you to see that nations right now are preparing for war, now maybe alarming is the wrong verb, verb because the Bible says when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, see to it that you're not alarmed. So let me not trigger anybody. Don't be alarmed. But if that doesn't cause you at least to, to say, wow, we are actually in wartime, beyond the prophecies that you're hearing, now seeing NATO getting ready and preparing for war, it means that the church has to posture itself for its response. Now, let me tell you why I'm sharing this video. I don't want the church to fall back into the same prison it fell into during COVID time. And what do I mean by that? I mean the prison where the strip club was open, the drugstore was open, the liquor store was open, but the church was considered a non-essential service and told that it must shut its doors. We need the institution of the church. And, and, and we need the organism of the church. And in order for us to understand the organism of the church, we have to understand scripture. It's only in peacetime that the church begins to coalesce and lose its purpose. We begin a, a tea, and, tea and coffee committee. And uh, we hold barbecue nights because, because we, we, during peacetime, we lose our relevance and we lose our purpose. And I want to bring us back to our essential purpose. Why did God put the church in the earth? What's the church's fundamental purpose? And how do we redeem that purpose so that you and I can be prepared for war? Well, let's look at some scriptures. In Judges chapter 3, the Bible says, Now these are the nations which the Lord left, that he might test Israel by them, that is, all who had not known any of the wars of Canaan. This was only so that the generations of children of Israel might be taught how to war, at least those who had not formerly known it. Now, why, is God why did God leave these 
enemies, these Canaanites in the earth. He left them in the earth because after Joshua, the people begin to live in sin. They begin to embrace a hedonistic lifestyle. They began to sleep with each other and, and sin and, 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 and worship idols of other lands and build altars to other gods. And God was angry with it. So God left some things there. Why? Fundamentally to teach Israel how to war. Listen to me by the Spirit of God. We are entering into wartime for one reason. God needs to teach the church how to war again. God has to teach the church spiritual warfare. He has to teach us how to contend. He has to teach us how to fight. Now, I'm a prophet, and I believe the prophetic is a major solution in the earth. I don't believe the prophetic is the answer to everything. I'm popular opinion as a prophet. I know. I believe that prophets need intercessors, and intercessors need prophets. Intercessors without prophets are just shadow boxes. They're just punching aimlessly. Prophets without intercessors are diagnosers, but they can't shift. Being prophetic alone is not enough to shift. Elijah prophesied rain is coming, but it, it took shifting into the realm of intercession for the, for, the, for the rain to come. And so just because we decree it doesn't mean it's going to happen because we actually need an army of saints who know how to battle and do warfare. And what we have is 10-minute tap-out intercessors who can't pray longer than 5 to 10 minutes a day because they don't have an enemy big enough to force them into the prayer closet. Come on, how many of you remember the day when your enemy was so big you had to pray? How many of you remember the day where you were so broke you needed to pray? You were too broke not to pray. Come on. You were going through so much you had no choice but to pray. So God's like, I'm going to release enemies into the land. America, America, you're going to learn why Nigerians pray so hard. You're going to understand. I had a friend come to Nigeria. Why do you Nigerians pray so hard? We are. You see men like my great friend Jerry Eze praying until his throat looks like he's bleeding, or my cousin Pastor Bology praying until there's nothing left on the inside. They have to pray. When you're in a country like Nigeria, prayer is not an option. We've got, listen, if conferences were the secret to saving America, saving uh, uh, the West, saving England, saving Europe, the West would be saved by now. It's not preaching. It's not prophesying. It's prayer. It's intense warfare, prayer, and fasting. It's releasing the praying warriors again. That's going to release the kind of shift that the nations have need of. I'm telling you. God is leaving these enemies in the land because he's got to teach the church how to effectively do warfare. That means that, that the day will come. The Lord says, tell these people, the day will come in the West when the prayer meeting attendance will be more than the preaching service attendance and then revival will come. I'm telling you, something is going to force us back into prayer. 
there's a scripture. Uh, um, I can't remember where it is. Uh, let me see if I can find it for you. It's in the book of, that's it, Isaiah 26, verse 9. When your judgments come upon the earth, your people will learn righteousness. All of a sudden, when God begins to judge, when warfare, when war hits, when famine hits, when all of these things begin to hit the earth, and all of a sudden the things that stabilized us before no longer stabilize us, when judgment hits the earth, people will learn righteousness. Now, I want to give you some very practical things to do, church leaders. It's time to prepare your media anointings again. I'm telling you, media, social media, COVID was just the warm-up to tell you your media needs to be precise. I'm giving you a heads up ahead of time because the time will come where we can no longer gather in churches and big meetings. We'll have to gather in our homes and attend our meeting services once in a while. So you're going to have to prepare in these next six years, your media anointings are going to have to come to the surface. I'm, I'm just giving you some practical things. Number two, you're going to have to prepare your prayer life. There's got to be an intercessory win. I wish I could read the article to you about how World War II uh, was stopped by intercessors. Let me see if I can find it. Um, let's go on. A, actually, let's go on a break. Uh, 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 and when we go on this break, I'll be right back. I just want to find this, this article for you just to show you the power of the church during World War. Let's take this break right now. Hello, everyone. Are you ready to embrace 2024? My new free ebook called Seven Prophetic Secrets for 2024 might just be what you need. In this ebook, I have laid out clearly and have put verbs on my sentences of the things the Lord has told me as a strategic apostolic weapon that you can carry in your hand. Ready to succeed this year? Go to the link now. Yes, here it is. This is the, this is the, by the way, if, if you want that, head over to the link and, and get that. Here is how the Battle of Dunkirk and the bat, and it's free, by the way. That is a free gift to you. Here's how the Battle of Dunkirk and the Battle of Britain was one. Uh, this is the second post in, in the short series of Reese Howells and the Intercession of Wales Bible College during World War II. It says, when the war broke out, prayer meetings at Wales Bible College became a daily event every evening at 7 p.m. to midnight. Did you hear that? Every evening at 7 p.m. to midnight, and often later, the students and staff met to pray every week and often for days. At a time, there were uh, whole days of prayer. It seems that God would lay one or another aspect of the war in the hearts of Reese Howells, and they would pray. In May 1940, as Hitler's blitzkrieg rolled across France and the Low Countries, the Bible College prayed that he would be stopped. And this was a man who people thought couldn't bleed. Everybody thought these, this army was impregnable. I mean, the Nazis were taking over the, the known world like a, like a cancer. May 27, 245 from Reese Howell's diary. It is as much as I can do to believe today. The news between the two prayer meetings was awful. Hell upon earth. On May 28th, 
Mr. Howells again was alone with God. In the meeting, the prayer was for God to intervene at Dunkirk and save our men. And as the Spirit came upon them in the prayer and supplication, what one prayed at the end expressed the assurance given to all. I feel sure something has happened. Now we all know what happened. I, I wish I just read the article, The Battle for Britain, and how it was turned by Reese Howells and his prayer team. They prayed from seven to 10. That's like four hours of intense intercessory prayer. Not Africans. These were Brits. These were UK people. God is going to release in this season of warfare intercession that can move heaven. That means the Daniel kind of anointing is coming back on the church again. Anointings that can move principalities, anointings that can move angels, anointings that can move the spiritual order is coming to play again. Now, why am I saying this? I wish I could teach this very long message, but I want you to know in the book of Genesis, the father rested. God finished his work and rested. After Genesis 2, we see the son stepping in and working on the Sabbath. Why? Because the father finished his work. Doesn't mean the son did. The son worked on the Sabbath. The father rested on the Sabbath because he finished his work. That's what Genesis says. So when we see Jesus working on the Sabbath, everyone's like, why is Jesus working on the Sabbath if he's God? Because the father finished, so he rested. In Matthew, the son now begins his work. And then we see the son finishing his work on the cross. And when he finished, guess what? He rested. According to the book of Hebrews, there remains another day of rest for the church to enter into its rest. The father has finished and rested. The son has finished and rested. Now it's the church's time by the Holy Spirit. But the question is, why are you resting when you haven't even finished? Church, it's not time to rest. It's time to war. It's not time to sit back. It's time to pray. Here's one final video, a news uh, by Fox News, and, and another news document leak that's going to help you understand just how crucial this hour is. Classified documents from Germany reveal that world leaders are now preparing for Russia to launch World War III. They would expand the war on Ukraine by attacking NATO countries next year. Next year, there's a timetable here. Member of the House Armed Services Committee, Congressman Pat Fallon, is with me. It does sound like these documents reveal a timetable for a Russian attack. What more do we know about this? Well, Stuart, I'm just going to comment on what I've seen in the press for obvious reasons. But, uh, you know, it's it's Russia's always presented a danger. And I think countries that are in the east, like Finland, for instance, have always seen it. Unfortunately, larger countries like Germany have taken a 30 minute nap or sorry, a 30 year nap. Rather, wow. uh, Finland's more prepared to defend themselves than the country of Germany, the country with the fourth largest economy in the world. So it's something that you always uh, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. But I just remember right before Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh, two years ago, mm -hmm. we knew they were coming. We were telling that the, the media was, the White House was saying, look, you've got this, uh, this uh, military force being assembled. Here comes the invasion. It seems like this is a repeat performance. They're planning to attack next year. I mean, I think that's extraordinary stuff. 
Well, I, I, I think, you know, Putin, you got to look at him like, Stuart, like a, a mob boss. And there is uh, obviously uh, he's a loose cannon, but he got some rationality in attacking NATO, an attack on one being an attack on all. Uh, the, you know, the Suwalki Gap is a small, uh, it's about a 40 mile strip of land that separates Belarus, which is just a, you know, a Russian puppet to the Russian exclave of Kaliningrad. And that would then cut off the Baltic states of Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia. So that's something that we're very concerned with. But, you know, years ago, NATO agreed that each NATO country would spend 2% of their GDP on defense. And only 11 of the 30 countries in NATO that have militaries, uh, not including Iceland, have done that. Yeah. And all of them are in the East, except for the United Kingdom, and the oh, United States. Yeah. So Germany oh, and the rest it. of Europe have There you have it. Russia is preparing for war. Now, you remember a dream a dear friend, Apostle Jeremy Hosford, had in an interview I did with him. If you don't remember that interview, go back and watch it. He had a dream, and he saw Russian planes flying over the United States of America, and he saw sorry Russians entering in through the border, the U.S. border. Listen, I don't think there's a nation on Earth that's going to be safe from what's coming upon the Earth. We are spearheading into World War III. Whether you like it or not, we are going to be the wartime generation. Now, can we prevent this war? No. Let me just say that. We cannot prevent it. It's not just coming. It's already at our doorstep. And we can't stop it. Now, what can we do? Why is God sending this war? God is sending this war to teach the church how to war. You are in this earth for warfare, not for domestic life, not for financial prosperity. Beat your plowshares into swords. Beat the very thing that you've used, church, to domesticate yourself. Beat it into a sword. For I will teach you how to war in this season, says the Lord. And just as I send war, in the book of Judges, the Spirit of God says, I send war that my heroes may arise. And so this will be the day, says the Lord, where I will fulfill the scripture I gave to David, that the least of them will be as David and the greatest of them will be as God. And the Spirit of God says, I will force change out of you and I will force strength and courage to emerge in my church all over the world that the Lord says, I might cause a people to arise who know the power of my spirit and know the grace of intercession. And these will be the days of unusual signs and wonders. And you will see angelic activity increasing on the earth because I will shift your focus and no longer will earth be your reward but heaven will be the reward again, and you will fix your eyes on eternity and not on the temporal. And the Spirit of God says, I will sharpen, I will command you to sharpen your arrows and fill your quivers, for I will rouse up the eastern nations, and I will rouse up the Western world. And the Lord says, you will hear of military deployments in Russia. You will hear in the South China Sea. You will hear of China's intervention. You will hear, says the Spirit of God, of nations going to war against nation. And the Lord says, 
It is that I might halt a demonic agenda and that I might deal with the spirit of Babylon, says the Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, can I tell you something? Let me just say this final thing. There is, and I'm going to shock you with this. I had a dream. And in this dream, during this wartime season in the dream, I didn't see Winston Churchill. I saw Donald Trump in the dream as the president of the United States of America. Now, I'm going to shock you with this. He adopted a nation that he couldn't even fix in the dream. Now, what does this mean? Oh, Prophet, tell me that Trump will be president. I can already see the, the headlines. That's not what I said. I said I had a dream. Prophets, I believe we de declare God's will. I don't believe we declare God's outcome. But I'm telling you, America, I'm warning you, for the season of war, you need a wartime president. I'm warning the world right now, for the season we're stepping into, we need a, a tough, strong, unapologetic, decisive leader. We don't need to talk about race and, and, and whose colors who and who said what and rhetoric. We are in a wartime. We need a war. We need a wartime leadership. And pray, pray, pray. The President Biden is not going to be the president. And I'm not a I'm not trying to be political here. Pray that Biden is not the wartime president of the United States of America, because then the world, as we know it, is in deep trouble. I'm just telling you what I sense so strongly by the Spirit of God. If that can be our next prayer assignment, put if, if you don't like Trump, fair on you. Put someone in power, God who I may not like, but they're going to help us get through this season. Winston Churchill was hated, but he was necessary for the wartime season. We need decisive, necessary leadership to bridge us through to the other side. And my prayer is that we get the kind of leadership that can direct us for what's coming. I'm going to uh, go to one more commercial break, then I'll be right back just to give you an exciting opportunity and how you can be a part of it. We'll be right back. You can't train people to hear God's voice. No, I can't train you to hear God, but I can train you to discern God. I wanna train you who dreams, you who sees vision, you who hears God's voice and don't know if it's him. I have a tribe called COP. COP stands for Company of Prophets. You're gonna get a Zoom time with me. You're going to get prophetic training time with me. You're going to get free books that I'm going to send you each month just to increase your ability. My goal is to bring up your capacity to discern the voice of God. I want you to be the new normal. Why? Because the one with the eyes of the future has the greatest level of influence. Join COP now. Link is in the description. So if you want to be a part of COP, COP stands for Company of Prophets. You want to join my tribe, which starts, by the way, I think it starts tomorrow. Leo, am I right? COP starts tomorrow. It's Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. I think that starts tomorrow. Goodness gracious. If you want to be a part of my tribe, how many have already joined COP? I see. I see. Uh, is that Dora saying she's already joined COP? 
That by the way, some said doesn't sound like Tommy. You're absolutely right. That's my a, that's AI by the way. That uh, uh, that American accent. Gosh, help us. We're still trying to get that that AI. That that whole thing by the way was my amazing team uh, using uh, AI uh, to play me. That is not me. That is artificial intelligence. And if you want to learn more about that, then there's a course for that too. But this is a monthly subscription program. Uh, your subscription is treated as a gift, as a donation to the ministry, and it helps us to continue to grow and expand the ministry. So if you would like to either become a partner, uh, and through partnership, we'll embrace you on to COP. Uh, but, but if you want to, for $35 a month, you can join my school called COP. And I think we start tomorrow. I may be wrong. I, I, I don't know, but let me, you'll get an email anyway uh, saying when we, when we do start COP. Uh, oh, no, I'm wrong. COP starts, thank you. COP starts February the 6th. Thank God, I thought we started tomorrow. COP starts Tuesday, February the 6th. Uh, so you don't have much time to join, but I want to encourage every single one of you to be a part of COP. If you're going to be a part of COP, just type COP in the comments right now. Let me see. How many of you are just going to join COP? Or maybe you've already joined, but if you're just, if you're just going to join for the first time, just type COP in the comment section so I know you're going to be a cop. The, and by cop, I don't mean you're going to be a police officer. Cop is company of profits. It's our, it's, our, it's our monthly mentorship with me. I take you through one live, one pre-recorded, and I send you a book every month, a free book every month that's going to train you and equip you. I see all these cops. So we need cops. We need you to recru be recruited to join the cop. Be a part of my tribe. Cancel your Netflix subscription. Cancel your, your Amazon Prime subscription and join something that's going to be free for your, for your soul. See, all, already cop. Some said I'm already copped. Oh, that's a new term. I'm, I might steal that. You're already cop. That's wonderful. Dirk says cop. Henry says cop. SB says cop. So glad you're joining the company. Oh, Ludari, God bless you. So glad you're joining the company of profits. You're becoming a part of COP. It's going to be great. Do it now. Head over to that link in the description. Sign up now, and we're going to send you some amazing tools. It's going to help and sharpen you. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. I can't teach you to hear God's voice. I can only teach you how to discern him when he's speaking to you. The Bible says, solid food belongs to the mature. That is, those who by reason of use have trained their senses to discern good from evil. I want to teach you how to train your senses. Why? Because the one with the eyes of the future has the greatest level of influence. If you want influence in any room you step into, discern with the eyes of the future. Let God show you visions, dreams. Let him empower you. Somebody said, I'm signing my son up too. God bless you, Stella. Listen, some of you, sign your kids up. It's going to bless them to be sharpened very early in their prophetic gift. Uh, sign your whole family up. COP is going to be an amazing opportunity. Look at all these COPs. we got all these new COPs. Now, don't say COP and not head over to that link in the description. I'm going to tell my, my staff to also post it in the chat and pin it. Uh, I see uh, Michelle, Mitchie's already posted it. If you don't mind just pinning that as well so that people can actually... Uh, not see. Okay, I pinned it. Don't worry. So that people can actually not see that. Scroll past them. You'll see that link there by uh, my daughter, Michelle. She's just uh, sent that to you. So go ahead. Check that out. 
make sure you register now and I'll see you. I'll see you for your first cop class. I'm so excited. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you're amply more prepared for what's coming. I look forward to seeing you next time on the broadcast. God bless you. Get rigged.